Welcome to episode 15 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men the Animated Series weekly recap podcast. I'm Rod. You can find my frequent or infrequent, very infrequent vlog shit on <laughs> YouTube. Are you having Spot a stroke camp. right now? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. It's been okay. a long night. This is the last one we're recording of the night. And I had to drive home because I forgot the microphones. And I'm JC. You can find me on Whiskey and Waffles. We have uploads on YouTube. We have live streams on Twitch. Cyclops is waiting for me as our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men, the animated series in their original intended script order, building up to the release of X-Men 97 coming to Disney Plus in 2023. So some quick reminders, we're a recap show about a series that came out 30 years ago. There'll be some spoilers, and if you don't want to spoil it for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, come back. We'll do our best to avoid mentioning any future episodes we haven't covered yet and spoiling anything for you. We're currently not sponsored or affiliated with Disney or Disney Plus in any way, but our DMs are still open for that. If Disney Plus wants to hit us up, completely open to those free subscriptions. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm saying it one more time, so Rod <laughs> is forced to keep posting them. And of course, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast services. Finally, we record these episodes in batches right now, so if we're reacting to any news or we miss reacting to some brand new news, we may be a few weeks behind on stuff. Should we just start like making up news things in case we're right? No. <laughs> There's of all the things that we could be right about. <laughs> no. Anyway, now on to the show. Today we're gonna be talking about season two, episode five, titled Repo Man, which to be honest, I'm not completely I guess I see the connection. It aired on November 20th, 1993, and currently sits at a 7.6 star rating on IMDb. How did this get a higher rating than the Storm episode about Shadow King? This was a great episode. I mean, it was fun. This was Wolverine Weapon X origin shit. That's cool. All right, so (laughs) something important at the start of the episode. Did you notice the last time on had lots of Wolverine moments from the entire series all combined. It wasn't specific to the last episode. Yeah. It was like the Wolverine hit list of moments. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I noticed that and then was immediately worried that I was watching the wrong episode out of order because that happens every month. Not, not specifically with me because I have John to text me to remind me not watch them out of order because Disney Plus has them out of order. And we have a spreadsheet. Yeah, and we have a spreadsheet. But I triple checked the spreadsheet for this one because my first note is... Who the F is Heather? Because Wolverine's yelling Heather at the sunrise, and I was immediately confused. So I paused it and checked the spreadsheet to make sure I was watching the right episode. You know, assured that I was. A character named Vindicator erupts out of the ground and confronts him, and I only know that because he yells his name. Otherwise, I did not recognize that character, and I thought Vindicator was a joke name for Rick and Morty's version of the Avengers, because they're called the Vindicators. And I love how then, when I was watching Rick and Morty, I was like, oh, that's such a dumb name that that's why they use it as a parody but is an actual name in a show I love as a kid. There is so much to unpack <laughs> on your intro. First off, you skipped an incredibly important aspect of this episode. What's that? The writer listed on the episode. Oh, God, I didn't see that. Who was the writer? Len Wein. Who's that? Literally the creator of Wolverine. Oh, really? From the comics. Well, good call, I guess. Yep. So Still doesn't explain why he's yelling Heather at the sunrise, but... <laughs> 
We're going to get to the why he was yelling yeah. at Heather. But yes, so Wolverine is in a forest yelling Heather. The first time he yells, it was super guttural. And I actually had a hard time understanding what he yelled. And then he yelled it again. I was like, oh, okay, he said Heather. And then Vindicator shows up, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Very confused as to who he is. But yes, Vindicator shows up, reveals that he asked him to, to come. And basically just like point blank says, you deserted our team. Yeah. And, and- so- Knowing what you know, Rod, what were your thoughts at that point? I I was still confused, but I was grateful that Wolverine was in exposition mode because he kept yelling names of characters as it was happening. So from here on out, any names I get right are only because they yelled it in the episode. So he gets hit in the back by Puck. Yes. Who is cannonballing at him and has a giant P on a leotard, which has to be you got the like short straw on the uniforms for that day. And Puck bounces kind of like a like a giant rubber ball okay yeah yep. and hockey puck because they are in canada <laughs> yeah oh yeah okay sorry are you hockey. just getting that hockey okay uh, now i'm getting that yeah and like you said wolverine it's clear that he left these guys there's a character named sasquatch which he looks exactly like you would imagine a character named sasquatch then the, then wolverine i'm if this is problematic, know that I'm quoting someone. He calls a character the Medicine Man, which I thought that might be his name, but his name is actually Shaman. So I think <laughs> this is where the Canadian accent comes out because I would say Shaman. Shaman. I, I thought Shaman too, yeah. And I think that might just be the fact that all the voice actors are Canadian. Yeah, and they're in uh, Canada. And they're in Canada and it's a Canadian character, so maybe it's Shaman. But yeah. yes, he refers to Shaman as the Medicine Man. But his tone was kind of like derogatory. Oh, he was definitely like <laughs> shit talking, yeah. no doubt. And then North Star also gets name checked with his, his sister. Yes. North Star is the guy. I forgot the sister's name. You had mentioned in a previous episode. Aurora, Aurora. because we saw them on the Slave Island episode. Yes. I, I remember that there was a reference, but I didn't go back to listen to Did it. you <laughs> notice, though, there was a slight difference in their character design? In this episode, the way they were colored, their hair was more white, whereas mm. in the original episode on Slave Island, it was obviously black hair. Yeah, yeah, they were more brunette yep, so looking. The, it was a little more of a reflection of their costumes because their costumes are black and white, that monochromatic, and they carried it over to the highlights of the hair, I guess, so to speak. We'll say that's why I didn't remember their names. And last one. What did I... I'm trying to visualize what they were. I don't remember because I don't even remember what they look like. Lady all in white turns into an owl. Oh, I literally throughout my notes for this episode call her owl lady. <laughs> That's Snowbird. Snowbird. See, not too far off. And this whole kerfuffle causes Wolverine to have a flashback. There's a Dr. Cornelius. So before we get to the flashback, okay. I do want to point out one thing. So there, the team is Alpha Flight. Oh, yes, he does name check Alpha Flight. Yep, and something I thought that was really important on this is as they are fighting, a tree gets smashed, and as it's starting to fall, it was going to land on Snowbird, and Wolverine purposely picks her up and gets her out of the way of the collapsing Mm. tree, something you probably wouldn't imagine seeing if there was a true animosity in a fight. You could kind of get a vibe of, of punches being pulled. Yeah, it's almost like a, an admission through actions that he, he he realized he probably wasn't the most in right in the situation. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to see... He, he wants to win the fight, but he doesn't want to see somebody get hurt. Yeah. yeah. And so... And I, then we have our flashback. I don't recognize the name of Dr. Cornelius. This wasn't a name we heard in the series so we far. We have yet. never heard it up to this point in the series. You and are correct, sir. I do recognize the situation, though, because this is the Weapon X program. They name check it, but also just have seen seen it 
multiple times in multiple incarnations. This still is somehow better than the Wolverine live action movies version of that. <laughs> I mean, I would hope it's better than the Wolverine live action movies version of it. And so you see the whole process of him in the water tank and they give him the adamantium skeleton and everything. Yeah, I thought the way that they showed it was really cool because he's in the tank and he looks like he has these metallic bands surrounding parts of his body. And then it looks like his skin absorbs it. And then like, as you're kind of realizing it, it's like, oh, this is kind of burning through his body mm-hmm. and latching onto his skeleton. And, it, and they, they literally say it's fused to his skeleton and now he has unbreakable bones. But it's like, I feel like this is the one spot that the movies hit it a little bit better where he is not reacting from the pain of absorbing that into his system. He actually takes it pretty much in stride. And then it's not until he starts realizing that his hands are itching and the claws pop that that's the first time you hear him break out in pain when it's like, I feel like this whole process would have been painful as hell. Yeah, that confused me a little bit too. So did they also give him claws in this incarnation of the origin story? Yes, at this point, I don't believe in the comics they had established the claws existed in his skeleton. Mm-hmm. I believe in at this point, it was the fusion of the adamantium that created the claws, yeah, the claws. as well. And it's all, and Which they, would get retconned multiple times yeah. over later years in the comics. And this might have been an animation mistake because when the claws came out, they looked bone colored to me. They didn't look metal. That may have just been your display because I totally would have paid attention. Yeah, I totally paid attention on that one. Maybe my color settings are off. Also, that whole discussion just made my the top part of my palms itch. So, (laughs) I mean, I think the part is I was literally like scratching the top of my hand as I'm doing the description. So I made you uncomfortable unknowingly, which makes me feel so much better about it. So Wolverine breaks out of the facility. Through a hole in the wall, which is a primary they, form of they transportation. They love holes in the wall in the show. <laughs> and Dr. Cornelius kind of like runs and hides. And then you get the facility with people evacuating and it kind of like exploding in the in the distance. Yeah. And we get back to present day and Jean is trying to reach Professor Xavier because <laughs> we have a few episodes now where they don't know where he is. Yeah, now we are technically four stories, five episodes of not knowing where Xavier is at this point. And she scans, and this is another Rod Pop quiz, and sees a bunch of other characters. I jotted down the ones. So before you reveal the characters, let's, let's talk about, she is just reaching out with her mind. Yeah. And just, it is hitting psychic triggers for her. Mm -hmm. So she is, reaching out across the world and is kind of like random pings is, is yeah. how I interpret the moment. So there are in total seven people seen in six different pings. Who are those people, Rod? <laughs> I have five of them here and I'm only certain about four of them. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's go in order as best you can. This, so Nightcrawler was the first one? Nope, that was literally the second person. Second? Okay, so Nightcrawler is second. Nightcrawler is second. You I are, don't remember who the first one is. Domino. Okay. Yep. I should have recognized her. Then I I recognize Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch together. Psylocke. Yep. And Flying Dude question mark. Probably Maverick. Am I going to guess that right? I like that you missed Archangel was in there. Oh, I probably felt him out. So the the order of the group is (laughs) Domino, who's a member of X-Force, and we Mm -hmm. saw Domino on Slave Island. Wind Power Domino. Domino was the one I had the problem because they gave her like 
force powers, despite the fact that she, her power is luck. Yeah, she's lucky to have wind powers. Yeah, the wind powers, not force <laughs> powers. Archangel, Cannonball, who was again Cannonball. referenced in the first episode in one of those like newsreel things. Psylocke, who is, this is the first time seeing her at all in the show. By the way, also first time we've seen Nightcrawler too, to yeah. your point. And then together we see Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Okay, so Cannonball was a flying dude. Cannonball was flying dude. Which yep. is funny because I, I haven't rewatched it, but it's probably the same animation from the earlier reference. It is I, not actually. Oh, it is it? It was, okay, it cool. was different animation for both Domino and Cannonball. Cool, let's go with that why I didn't recognize him. And then Gambit asks, are you getting anything? And Cyclops immediately jumps to fight him. Yeah. Here's the thing. Distracts. If Cyclops' point is don't distract her. If you don't want to distract her, why are you all in the war room together as she's doing a <laughs> scan? Because they're not really married, but don't realize that they are married. No, but that's fine. That's like, cool. Cyclops <laughs> could be in the room with her because he's not going to say anything to her. But yeah. why let Gambit in there? Yeah. It's the same reason, reason Rogue likes to take naps in the rec room when everybody has their own personal bedrooms. Just the whole... I feel like the X-Mansion is just like this logic time warp thing. Nothing makes sense in it. Rooms move location. It gets destroyed roughly every two weeks. Like, everything's chaos in there. So then we go back to where Wolverine is fighting Alpha Flight. And he gets captured by... Are we saying Shaman? Because that's how they pronounce it. Yeah, let's go with Shaman. Shaman. And the rest of the Alpha Flight team, they all have this big fight and knock him out. They shackle him and they say, we don't want you. We want the secret in your head. The secret you keep inside you. And then Logan blacks out and he wakes up on like shackled to a table. And then a woman walks in and we find out she's Heather. So now I find out that that's who Wolverine was yelling at the sunrise to. (laughs) Yep. That is Heather. Just for clarity, I don't know if we explained it really well. At the beginning, when Vindicator states that he was the one that asked for Wolverine, he had disguised a message to make Wolverine think it was actually Heather who was Uh reaching out. So that's why he was yelling for Heather. Gotcha. Yeah, so we see that it's Heather, and she basically kind of says, like, I didn't have a choice. And the phrase, well, there's always a choice, is brought up. And that's leads to a flashback. Yeah, triggers something in him. And it- We're seeing lots of flashbacks of early Logan, early Wolverine here. Which is good that we have the creator Wolverine here to to, 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 to write. guide yeah. the story, yeah. And so it basically kind of continues from that Weapon X storyline. We see early Weapon X slash Logan slash Wolverine is running around the snowy where Canada. Canada. and Which is all Canada. Yeah. <laughs> snowy Canada and, is yeah. Canada. And Heather and... James, who I literally only know because they name tech each other, so yep. thank you for that. Are I thought they were hunting a buck, but it seems that they're they're just like observing. Yeah, it, it looked like they were trying to capture it for mm-hmm. observation because they were equipped with a trank gun as opposed to like a yeah. hunting rifle. But Wolverine, in his feral state, is the best way to describe it. At that point, just sees the gun and is very triggered by it, and they end up shooting him with multiple trank darts to put him down. Yeah, they sedate him, and he wakes up and he's tied to a bed. Yeah, it's just he's used to this by now. He he does escape though because he's just tied down and Heather is able to talk him down. It's it, To me, it was kind of reminiscent of how the current day MCU kind of has the Black Widow Hulk thing where she is like, you know, everything, calm him down or whatever. Yeah, you, you start to see that a relationship was created between Heather, James, and, and Wolverine. It's a very like 90s after school special montage. It's very quick, but I think it just comes down to the fact that they only had 22 minutes yeah. of time well, to play with. Well, it's not even the quick part. It was just the specific things they were doing. It was like the soft music and like, she's patching him up and also 
I think teaching him to read at one point. They showed him a book. I don't think it was teaching him to read, but I think it was like, this is a book. Yeah, well, that, which is teaching him to read, right? I don't know. Because she, she's doing the thing where she motions her finger across the page like she's showing him words. <laughs> and I'm like, what else are they doing in that sequence? It may be a picture book. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> This is a duck. <laughs> I, I did like that at one point Wolverine doesn't have the full control over his claws and they pop and they yes. kind of like jump back and like have like the, oh, it's okay. And it's like, oh no, he almost stabbed her in the yeah. face unknowingly. That, that was almost like a full house intro thing. You know, like, ha ha, they laugh. They, yeah, they laughed. It's like, oh, you almost died. <laughs> they give him clothes. They give him the iconic button down shirt. Yeah. No. And they sent him to something called Department H. At this point, I had to do a double take because the way they animated James, he looked a lot like Colossus before he, he turns into Metal Colossus. I can just, see that. Just that generic design of like the crew cut and the dark hair and everything. Yep. And I, I realized like, oh, James is Vindicator. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yep. And Department H is phrased as a patriotic outlet for those with special abilities. That's not a red flag if I've heard one. And they name him Weapon X, but he objects and changes it to Wolverine. I am glad... So there used to be a podcast I was involved with called The Yellow Spandex, and the whole reason we called it that was because we were like, in the movie, just give them the fucking spandex. That, like, we want to see these characters the way we love them, you know? And so I like that in this incarnation, he embraces his name. It's not like a, oh, we never hear their name in this. They, they call him the name. He named himself that. Like, cool, whatever, move on. Like, well, and especially having Len Wein be a part of it. I mean, if you if you look at the original design for Wolverine, the mask was was a little different, and it was a little more like, a lower cowl spikes and had what are affectionately referred to as the whiskers on the mask. Yeah. And I'll, I'll share something on our Instagram for, for people who haven't seen that before, but yeah, like you can't have Len do a story about Wolverine where it's not actually showing him embracing the yellow and blue. Yeah. And that goes for any of these superhero properties. Like I think uh, I'm not going to go into no way home spoilers, but I, I, when I tell friends who aren't familiar with like superhero stuff, like why was that such a successful movie at this time? It's almost a $2 billion movie. It's like, because they fucking finally just did, they just gave us what he wanted. Like every time there's all the speculation with these superhero movies, like, Oh, they could do this and they're going to do this. And we all know they're not. And then that one, they did it. So this episode appreciate that Wolverine's like, nah, man, I'm Wolverine. And then we meet, I believe he was a general, but general Chasen talking about the nation's security. Yeah. More red flags. And, and, and sorry, we have we have popped back into yeah. present day. And, and Wolverine's like, you betrayed me because of this flashback when they were friends. Yeah, and you know, Chasen is like, no, actually you betrayed us when you went over the wall, which we don't have a wall between US and Canada. <laughs> Maybe they were, pre- I don't know, predicting, I don't know. Yeah. So with um, that. But so is it, was this implying that Jason or his organization was- Chasen. Chasen? C-H. Chasen. Yes. Oh, wow. All my notes say Jason. So nope. Chasen. His organization did the Weapon X process in the first place? No. Oh, okay. So that's what I got a vibe off that. So they're just taking advantage of it. Right. Okay. So the Weapon X program was what was happening yeah. there. Chasen, for purposes of the show, it is not formally acknowledged that the Weapon X program and Department H are tied together. Department H gave Wolverine a purpose after Mm. the experiment had happened. He is going to learn what the Weapon X program did, Mm -hmm. but there's not a formal tie between his organization and what had happened in the past Wolverine. Okay, so so when he says he's trying to recreate the Weapon X thing, it's not in like redoing something he did before. He's trying to just copy 
kind of like how like Omega Red was trying to recreate Captain the, America the Captain stuff. America program, the Scotch Soldier program. Okay. Yeah. And he does acknowledge that Wolverine is a one of a kind. They have tried to repeat results, but had they were less than effective. Which <laughs> he's trying to sugarcoat, like we kill a bunch of people. Yeah, we killed a lot of people. <laughs> And in a very painful way. Yep. But they try they try to reassure him by saying, like, well, Heather's going to conduct the testing. We're like, sure. She said that the only reason she was a part of it is because she would have to be the one to do the experiments and try to do it in as, as least painful a way as possible. Then there was, there was still questions as to why did you leave? And we don't actually get an answer to that in this episode. We don't know why Wolverine actually left Alpha Flight. Yeah, he just, he, he just it, kind it of... It keeps lingering. His MO, like, you know, we've seen in past episodes, he just kind of takes off whenever and people just kind of like, it doesn't surprise them. Right. Then we cut to Savage Land. Yep, we get our Savage Land interstitial in the episode. And I'm kind of excited that it's not just like a like a last 30 seconds kind of thing, you know? So we're back with Professor X and Magneto. Professor X is walking like a champ. Neither of them have their powers. Mm-hmm. And they're walking over a really shoddy rope bridge. They run to a lady that looks like Storm. I know she's not Storm. She is but, not Storm. But I don't know her name. I only have a, a, a broad understanding of her powers through what she does here. But. So this character, the power that she has is she basically causes vertigo. And that's why you see as they go back across the bridge, they're starting to lose their balance and such. Xavier pulls out a makeshift knife that he had, chops the rope bridge down, and they end up landing on the opposite side. Kind of looks like a little bit of a painful landing. But, yeah. But they get out of her range. And she is called Vertigo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty straightforward there. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, a lot of faith to cut a rope bridge that you're on. Yep. And just hope that you're going to fast and furious your way to safety. One important aspect of this character that is noted, she specifically refers to the mutates. Not, so, not mutants, but the mutates. And that they now have a new master. Yeah, there was a lot of very specific dialogue in this, like the mutates. But also she says that Magneto's the one that created them. Yes, there is acknowledgement that Magneto knows more than what he's letting on, but they have a new master. And that information is new to Magneto as well, that they have a new master. And oh, so the sound that whoever did the sound design for the show for Vertigo uh, was done really well because freaking hurt my ears and also Gave meant, you vertigo? Maybe, no, not exactly. But like, <laughs> it was painful to hear. But also, like, uh, you've heard me mention her before. I have a cat. She's pretty chill about everything. No, she was, she's not. She, she was attacking printer paper earlier right? today. No, she was confused by printer paper. She was not happy with that sound from Vertigo. And I totally got it. I don't know if it falls into this range, no pun intended. There's a urban legend that there's like a teenage frequency, you know, there's like a super high frequency that only people, you know, younger than a certain age can hear. And the urban legend is that like jewelry stores and places like that and malls blast that frequency to keep... As like a white noise, right? Yeah, to, yeah. to keep kids from hanging around and stuff. And I don't know if it's true all the time, but there have been times I've been in places like that. I'm like, oh my God, like it, it's wretched being here. I, I only know this because I work. I think you just hate jewelry stores. Well, that's probably true too. Yeah. But I, I've done these, because I work in music, I do these hearing tests quite frequently. Mm-hmm. And this is not a flex. It's just something that I got lucky to have. Whenever they do the test, they're like, oh, you should you should only be able to hear this if you're under 20 and stuff. I'm like, I'm hearing it. I'm in pain. Please stop it. So that, whatever they put in the show was some, some close at least to that like really painful frequency. And though, so, uh, some sound designer saw Vertigo in that show note and was like, oh, we're going to 
We're going to go ham on this. I will say one last note on Vertigo before we move on. For somebody living in an area with like cavemen and stuff, Mm -hmm. she had like a 70s mod dress that felt very much like a design that could have been in Austin Powers. Yeah. Or or even in the Marvel Universe, kind of like a recent Loki series. Yeah. That whole whole vibe and stuff, which that I don't I remember watching these episodes, but I don't remember what came of all of them. So I'm piecing this together, too, in real time. And I'm just like. So we're in like 70s Savage Land. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Vertigo was a character that very much had an aesthetic of her time. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So we follow up with Wolverine. He's undergoing a process that that testing process they mentioned before seems a lot like Apocalypse's process of turning people into the horsemen or the horsemen that only sometimes get horses. And I, at that point, I realized, I mean, I've realized before, but I was kind of kidding home now. It's like, X-Men have so many major enemies right now. Like, there's Apocalypse running in the wild. Like, they literally just made Omega Red cold. Like, they didn't even, like, off him, you know? The Canadian government. Yeah, the Canadian government. It's real enemies. Everybody's biggest supervillain, <laughs> the Canadian government. And anyway, so he's he's undergoing this testing process that, like you mentioned with the original Weapon X process, this testing process seems more painful than becoming Than him the absorbing X. the adamantium, yeah. Yeah, and that searing pain either gene got lucky or it just reached her my head canon was kind of like he's still so fixated on this woman well it, that it just reached her you know i think i think it's the fact that she's literally just ping at random and she happened to pick up on it as he's shouting gotcha. in pain because they do have a connection yeah but because he isn't a you know psychic or anything like that it's just enough that she reads it but she can't pinpoint it yeah and Gambit makes a joke about like, oh, Wolverine can feel things. And and then Cyclops is like, stop. And I was like, what? Cyclops suddenly cares about this man? Like, <laughs> what's going on in this room? Like, they're on a serious mission. Like, Gambit's like cracking jokes and Cyclops is not being helpful like And usual. they've been in this room for probably a few hours <laughs> right? of Gambit just creepily watching Gene scanning minds. Yeah, while he's like shuffling cards. Yeah. So Heather stops the whatever laser beam thing that's going into Logan's the body. Yeah, it's the they literally have a button, I think, that says probe. Okay, gotcha. Yep. And so she stops it and she starts discussing with, you know, everybody in Department H or whatever. Jason, like, yeah. You know, really, there's not much more we can do. And and meanwhile, Puck is outside the door, like listening in with Snowbird Owl Lady. <laughs> and I... I know, like, I shouldn't look too much into this. It's just funny to me. There's a really high-tech facility, giant metal doors and stuff. You can just, like, kind of cup to the wall, like, listen in on all this stuff. There's also a vent above them, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get this sense that they're seeing, they're they're starting to uh, get the, they're starting to get the sense that things aren't what they were told, completely at least. Right. Heather decides after all this the thing that Wolverine needs is water. Like, that's going to help him out. So she pours him a cup of water that's just sitting in this really high tech area or whatever. And at that point, up until that point, I didn't really know that that was, I knew it was the testing, but she says like it was a scan or whatever. I was like, that was just a scan. Like what would like a full flight of tests, you know, be like, I mean, it are, don't people say I've not ever personally been at one, but like MRIs are like super uncomfortable and stuff yeah. like that. This is like a deep MRI. Yeah. Yeah. And Chasen says that, well, we're just going to have to cut the skeleton out of this man. Why does that always, in any of these, you know, alien superhero movies and stuff, like the the, the solution for the bad guys, like, let's kill him and then we'll find out the answers. Like, is that, does that check? <laughs> we're going to cut the skeleton out of him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know enough about biology to answer that question, truthfully. It, it just seems like 
having just the metal skeleton would only tell you a part of the story of how it got there and worked, you know? I don't know. I'm not a biologist either, but... But maybe they could say why did it bond to the skeleton? Maybe, I guess. It just feels like there would be a lot of holes in the knowledge, even if you found it out that way. Well, so, there would be a lot of holes in the body that you just carved, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. And then Owl Lady sneaks in through the vent <laughs> and is watching the testing. Heather gets in a fight with Jason. Actually, and every, she effectively quits. Yeah, everybody gets in a fight. Actually, Vindicator holds Heather back. And in the kerfuffle, she knocks over a cup of water that somehow no one notices in this multi-million dollar facility. And you see like the... the I, th- I think this Control still, panel? Yeah, I think this still kind of happens, but it was definitely like a lot more prevalent in the 90s where like a single cup of liquid could undo a whole like mega computers. Storm deleted the moving <laughs> registration files by blowing up one hard drive with lightning. When she could have just made it rain on it. Yes, <laughs> just so you remember. And no one notices for longer than you would imagine in a setting like this. I'm guessing Snowbird had gone back to report to the rest of Alpha Flight, like, hey, things are really not good in there because Alpha Flight just breaks in. in well, the Heather, op- Heather opens up the door and they're all just like there. <laughs> and Puck basically says like, oh, you know, apparently we were told wrong what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Vindicator is told by Chasen to call off the team. You keep, you see, you know, the, the fight kind of happens and Heather stops Wolverine from going at Vindicator. Basically is like, I still love my husband. You got to stop. And then we get like a really abrupt ending to the episode. That was the only thing like for this episode, I really enjoyed the episode. But the end is wrapped up super, super fast. And there's some like random details they go out of their way to explain to us because Puck like punches or like breaks something on one of the soldiers. He's like, oh, Oh, they're just androids. So when when the fight breaks out and Vindicator's trying to call off the team and they're not listening, you see some of these soldiers come in and, and Puck fights one and it's like head smashes open. Yeah. And it's like, oh, those are circuits there. Let's fuck them up. Yeah. And I would. Under normal circumstances, I would think, oh, that's like network sensors. You can't kill like humans or whatever in the show. But they've killed so many people in this show. And I was like, all right, well, I don't know. And then it, it just gets them excited. They're like, yeah, let's yeah. go for it. And Sasquatch is like, let's mess these people <laughs> up. And then, I mean, it's a cool fight scene to see, especially as a kid. But it didn't really affect the overall story. <laughs> I mean, it did cause a hole to get blasted in the wall. Which is what we needed. <laughs> and we, he tries to escape through the hole. And Vindicator stops him, and they're going at it, and his force field fails. They don't really give us a clear-cut reason why. Maybe he's just worn down by that point. Yeah, I I think it's just a matter of Wolverine's claws are strong enough that they're they're not piercing it on first go, but Mm -hmm. if you just keep slashing at it, eventually it's going to give. And again, dude with adamantium claws... You keep you keep cutting into something. Eventually, you're going to cut through it. So, and as you mentioned, Heather talks Wolverine out of you know killing Vindicator, and to no one's surprise, Wolverine escapes through the hole in the wall. <laughs> but before he does that, he basically says, "I'm going to leave right now, but if I see you all again, all bets are off." Yeah, again, almost leaves me more confused because, like you said, he he like spared them earlier. I just. I, I think the piece that's missing from this episode is it has this very quick wrap up. And I hope in future episodes, we are going to learn why did Wolverine leave? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of unanswered questions with the Weapon X program. You have different aspects of his history with people like Sabretooth, Maverick, Deadpool, etc. And where this all falls in terms of like a timeline. Like we actually don't have 
that indication because there there's talk about when they originally put down Omega Red in the last episode and he's been frozen for 25 years. It doesn't feel like it's been 25 years since Wolverine getting this interaction with James and Heather and being a part of of the program. So like, where does it all fall? Yeah, I guess the only indication we have is like all of Wolverine's past is somewhere beyond a decade just because of the setup in the first season. Yep or whatever but yeah i mean it was a cool episode but kind of like an episode of lost or whatever where we had some questions answered but like twice as many asked by the which, time it was over <laughs> which also is 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 a consistent theme with wolverine it mm-hmm. really hasn't been until you know recent comic book history that they started peeling back almost too much Wolverine's history and like showing so much of it, you know, until they they did, you know, the, his origin story, like there were lots of unanswered questions about Wolverine's past. So. Yeah. And then they try to give us that awful movie. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, action packed episode. I still don't think it should have been rated like that. I, I, actually, not that this shouldn't have been rated high. The the Shadow King Storm episode shouldn't have been rated lower. You are biased, <laughs> sir. Very biased. But I just I just thought they were cool, both cool origin stories. I'm just so sad. It's like, oh, full half point. That, that, I don't know. Full half point. <laughs> but what Lower. matters the most is it is still both of them rated higher than the Halo pilot episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've only heard bad things about don't that it. show. I also don't know anything about Halo. Don't watch Other it. thoughts about it? I... I had fun with it. To me, this one was mainly just cool cameos. That, Even though you you didn't know all of them. Yeah, I don't. I kind of revert to like eight year old me. I'm like cool costumes. Nothing other else really of significance. A lot of the history aspects of Wolverine were present in Marvel Comics Presents numbers seventy two through eighty four, which was printed in nineteen ninety one. So. Even within the comic world, some of that Weapon X story was still very, very fresh. And, you know, we didn't have tons of access to like back issues and stuff like that. At that point, you would have literally been hunting in bins to to find those. So this was exploring that origin in, in further detail and, you know, getting it in a very tight, truncated story. So, yeah. Yeah. And in my defense, not that I would have been any better if we had more. In my town that I grew up in, we had one comic book store, and it was literally a converted barn. So not a whole lot of access. So if they didn't have it, even if I wanted to look for it. You were done. I mean, we liked the stories. Obviously, we were, you know, kids that love superhero stories and stuff. But really, this show is what gave us access to, like, really love all this happening and stuff. So super thankful for all this. You just assume that I discovered all these characters through this show and probably even less because even though I saw them here, I don't remember them. And the toys. And the toys. Yep. Toy, toys trump all of that. I like, mean, they're the, such cool toys. The, the, the Toy Biz figures were fantastic. You got to give them tons of credit. And this is the the old man in me, but you've seen me probably comment on a lot of Instagram posts. For me, it never got better than those OG like Toy Biz toys. Those various incarnations up through like the end of the series and stuff. They were so cool. I, I commented recently on a couple Professor X action figure posts. That was so cool. I remember me and my brother hunting that down for a long time, which you is know, probably one week. I never had the <laughs> Professor X toy. I, spe- I specifically remember that was one I never ended up getting. It, if it, if I remember right, it was not disappointing, but it was different than we thought. 
I don't know if we expected like a full figure in a chair. Mm-hmm. He literally just didn't have anything below the waist. Oh, like, they like, were literally cut off. Yeah, and then and the inside of the chair was like hollow, right, and stuff. So, but it was still cool to have because you know he's the patriarch of the right. the series and stuff. So it was like I don't even know if we played him with him that much. I think he literally just sat at the top of whatever place that we had. It was like, oh, we have that one. So thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. Or duet or stitch our TikToks, whatever that means in this context. I'm an old man on TikTok. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app of your choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. I know about two of those things, but good luck if you're one of those people. It was fun. We'll see you next time. I don't, I still don't know how to close these out. I'm just letting it stay awkward. (laughs) Stay awkward. There you go.